Welcome to Relatively Sane. This is Jessica Kirsten. I'm very excited because I'm wearing my Relatively Sane sweatshirt. You guys can get one too. It's $450. No, it's really not that expensive and it's worth it. And it's very cute. You can get it on my website, jessicacurson.com. Uh, I just spoke to my mother and she told me that she wants to buy me a happy lamp. I was like, what? What are you talking about? And she goes, there's a lamp that can make you really happy. I heard it works. I'm like, so do drugs. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in this lamp stuff. I'm sorry. She was laughing so hard. We were dying because she said that she and her friend were having dinner and they were both talking about the happy lamp and they wanted to Google it. So they both Googled it. And my mom said that what came up was a Chinese restaurant called Happy Lamp. And she goes, you wouldn't believe it. The first thing that came up was a Chinese restaurant called Happy Lamp. And we were laughing. And I'm like, forget about the lamp. Just Google Happy Lamp. And that'll make you happy. But then I looked it up and it's like, it's supposed to, you know, it's light therapy, like if you have seasonal affective disorder, I have yearly affective disorder. I mean, it's not seasonal. It's it's all year long. And but I understand why people get more depressed in the dark. You know, I I do get I get that when it's cold and it's fall and winter. I definitely am happier in the spring. I'm not happy in the summer because I don't want to have my body out. I mean, not have my body out. What does that even mean? What am I, in a shell? I don't want to be out of the shell during the summer. But you guys know what I'm talking about. A lot of you are fat, too. <laughs> I just made myself laugh. But it's true. <laughs> oh, God. I was in D.C. recently, and I uh, I led a seminar. A lot of people don't know that. I'm a very big speaker um no I did I I led a seminar in DC for about 50 comics there and I love it I love doing seminars I love teaching I taught them all how to have an orgasm it wasn't about comedy I taught everyone where the g-spot is and how to do anal and not have it be painful oh my god my daughter listens to this I'm so sorry Zoe Please don't follow mama. Don't follow mamas. I almost just said foot tracks. I don't remember what it's called. I pe- When people listen to this intro, they must think I'm mentally ill. I mean, I am mentally ill, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I should be hospitalized or something, and I'm not that bad. I loved teaching a seminar. I've also been getting a lot of feedbacks. I've been on the internet a lot, the World Wide Web, because when I'm on the road, I do go on and look at a lot of stuff and I start reading a lot of shit that people are writing to me and some of it's very positive like I haven't laughed this hard since my dog was run over by a car you know like that makes me not it makes me so happy I mean not that the dog was run over by the car but that someone is happy and no people write to me and say I've been so depressed and your special made me laugh out loud and I'm like then buy some fucking merchandise don't just watch my special buy my sweatshirt I mean I I, you know that's where I'm going to make money but I also get negative feedback you know of course I have there's trolls 
and not the little trolls with the afros you know trolls like really evil people especially on twitter they go nuts it's so weird i think they're all related because they all look like an egg and every single one of them has five followers ten followers. like no one there's never someone who's evil to me that has like a thousand followers it's always someone who looks like an egg so weird and they have like 11 it's all it's a lot of times it's 11 i don't know what that's about and they'll be like i watched your special and you should die it's not people don't even say you're not funny anymore it's like i hate you i hate your comedy and i hope you bash your head into a wall like it's so extreme and I have to say, I have some very weird people getting in touch. That's how I know I'm doing well, because I have some really psychotic people. I'm sure you're listening to this, actually, now that I just <laughs> said that. I Please stop getting so aggressive with me. Also, some of you are saying some weird shit. Like, it'll be like, at Jessica Curson, I went to the store and brought chips and thought of you. And I thought of the Supremes and mama loves to dance. Have some cheese. Like it's just crazy shit. And I'm thinking this person is going to blow up my entire neighborhood where I grew up. I'm begging you not to kill me. I have children and I'm very close with my family. So please don't kill me until I'm really famous because then they'll be set for life. Don't do it now. Oh, God, this business is so hard. I sound like shit because I have a cold and I just did an ounce of cocaine. I mean, it's mostly the cold, but the cocaine has also made me constipated. I could never do cocaine again. I mean, the great thing is it makes you shit your brains out. So it's great if you want to lose weight. But it also makes you look out of a peephole for six hours on your tippy toes. And that, in turn, makes your calves hurt. Just a heads up. So I love all of, not all of you. I love most of you. I I love most of you. I don't love the people that are stalking me and want to kill me. But I love most of you. Uh, I please follow me on my social media youporn.com slash Jessica Kirsten slash Jewish slash face sitter. Um, JessicaKirsten.com at Jesse Kirsten. I can't list all of them. Just fucking Google it. It's relatively sane is my podcast. Obviously you're listening to it. And Jessica Kirsten is my name and you all know that. And I sound like a nine year old who has emphysema. It's not sexy. And just keep in touch with me. Write to me. I mean, don't threaten me, please. I have so much anxiety. But just, you can write to me. And also, go to my website. It has all my dates coming up. I'm traveling all over the place. And you can watch my special on ComedyCentral.com. And I am so excited for you to hear my guest today. He is incredible. And you're going to love this interview. Here's my interview with Ricky Velez. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Relatively Sane. I am here with one of my favorite people, Ricky Velez. 
And I'm Ricky here with Michael you, Velez. Richard Michael Velez. Oh, Richard. <laughs> yeah, that's my slave name. That's what I call it. Remember Muhammad Ali used to say that about Cassius Clay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I say that about my name. I love that. <laughs> what? First of all, let me just say before I go on, and I don't do this for everyone. It might seem like I do. I really love you. Thank I know, you. That's I've very had, sweet. I have had an affection for you in a platonic <laughs> way Yes. since I met you. And I need to say before we go on and do anything, and I know it might be uncomfortable to hear, but you are a fucking killer comic. Like, Thank you. You are. That means a lot. Coming from you, that means a lot. You are. Like, there's some comics that say that to me, and I'm like, I don't want to hear that from you. But when you say it, it I know. means a little bit more. <laughs> I feel like that, too. When they say that, I'm like, well, anything's better than you, so that's yeah. not even a compliment. <laughs> but we did Vegas together. Fun. And I followed you, and I was like, I got to go up before him sometimes this is too much work yeah i mean you i just killed i'm not kidding but you do that thing that i do on stage and i feel like the one thing i do in comedy that works very well is by the time me and you get off stage people think they know us in a different way than they know any other comic well on that's the, stage. the whole goal yeah that's what you're supposed to do so i just feel like people get drawn to us in different ways like mm -hmm. it's so funny how many people come up to me and they're like i want to talk about anxiety with you i'm like oh, oh okay well I that gives me that. anxiety i don't want to do any <laughs> you're of like, that get away from me <laughs> <laughs> wait how long have you been doing stand-up i started when i was 19 years old which I'm is 30 I'm now so I'm a, jealous I'm 30 now i'm a, 11 years now wow yeah what made you start uh the truth i dropped out of college a college that's now closed Okay. Oh, I went to so a college then it doesn't closed, matter. And then I tried to join the military. And when I was in the third grade, I had a bunch of seizures and they never figured out why. And then the, the, the military was like, we can't have you. We just don't know. They're like, we're surprised you have a license. Wow. Was, yeah. Did you ever have seizures after that? No. I just never took Zithromax again. That's really what threw me into oh, seizures wow. when I was a kid. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it like saved me. And then like I was laying carpet mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. I lay carpet and, uh, now. Yeah. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I and, rip it up. <laughs> yep. We used to do that, too. Um, and it was wild because we used to do it for like fashion week and whatnot. So it'd be yeah. jobs that you go in a day, put down a carpet and rip it up that night. Wow. So hot. we used to do it when yeah. they had it in Bryant Park. And I was working for my friend's dad and I had done theater when I was younger and I wanted to do something. And stand up was just the easiest access for me I, I read that you did theater which is surprising yeah. and you're not gay no yeah. no, no, no. it was really cool too because I went to a school that had 125 kids per grade and wow. it was like arts kids so you know like oh that's cool arts kids start banging a lot earlier than everybody else yeah and I was like one how of, old were you, were you when you we started banging I don't like to say that number I feel like it's weird 11 a year older seven oh. 12 but it was the same year as 9-11 so it was like get oh, to work oh wow yeah well then it's okay because <laughs> 9-11 happened you were having yeah. feelings so you wanted to have sex to feel like uh, you were gonna live yeah like uh, i thought the world was ending exactly so, so yeah. you just fuck whoever you can and now you can just accept that yeah i wasn't even saying fuck yet right by the time i fucked isn't that amazing <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! And was well, twelve listen to this? is not that. No, um, you're making it's not. It's not. Believe it or not, I know people are going to say I'm crazy. I know a lot of guys who did when they were thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, I mean, it's, no, I, and I think in the city you grow up faster as well. Yeah, I mean, do, were you an only child? No, I'm a middle. You have, I have how, two brothers. I'm, oh, yeah. 
Okay. So you grew up in Queens, three boys. Three boys. Happy household? Mm, no. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, know, I mean, mine wasn't either. It's just like one of those, like, it's a, it's a normal Queens, like, thing. Like, when dad gets home, everybody leaves the living room. Yeah. Like, you right. just never knew the attitude he was coming home with. And yeah. Like, yeah. So it was just weird. It was a weird upbringing. Was he just, like, um, an angry guy or a drinker or what? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I, 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 yes, there was alcohol involved. There was uh, definitely anger, but um, I think my, I don't know. There's just a lot of, a lot of like, I don't know. It felt like mom loved us a lot and dad didn't care if we were there or not. Yeah. You know what? I'm thinking while you're talking, that's why you're a brilliant comic. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that it has to take that, but that's why you're so special. Thank you. Because some people are too happy to be comedians. Well, yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like that's what made me a good comic was that I was always on eggshell. Like I was always worried about well, moods. Yeah. And you tried to be funny. Right. So you would ease the tension in your home. Yes. And that's like a very damaging, like now that I have a child and I'm looking back on things a lot more in a, in, in a like more in depth way. I'm like, oh, that wasn't okay. That wasn't right. That wasn't how you're supposed to be treated or feel like. Yeah, but you don't realize it at the time. Like you're saying, it's just you're trying to survive. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And then one day you're like, what the fuck Well, then I, ha I have my wife's family, and they're like almost perfect. Like they're really? Like the best. They're, they're unbelievable. Like they have the most beautiful marriage I've ever seen. Oh. They just, they show affection in ways that I've never seen. So like once I started seeing that, I was like, these people are weird. And then I was I like, Oh no, similar, I'm weird. I'm very weird. I and have damaged. a very similar situation. Yeah. I'll never forget. Cause my parents did not, we did not have family dinners. They were always fighting. There was, it was chaos. Mm -hmm. And then my dad got remarried and they had two kids. And I remember going into my dad's house and they were all in the living room, like under blankets, watching a movie and like cuddling. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah. And then my wife's parents are still together. So I have the same thing where it's so different than what I grew up with. It makes me happy that I'm not like recycling that terrible life that's the most else. important thing yeah. did your parents stay together or did yeah they, they stayed together but i mean there's a lot of nights where like dad was just at the bar yeah it was just like it wasn't healthy definitely wasn't healthy and did you start stand up were you still living at home yeah i was still living at home so I that must have been a savior I, for you not really because like the first three years i wasn't getting much you know like oh. i did i did the thing i i made a deal with broadway comedy club where i was i said if i if I work the front door, I get to be on every show. Oh my so God. So I was being paid. So like halfway through the show, the guy that took your ticket was on the stage, which is I just know. fucking brutal. But at the same time, it gave me three years to just like find an awesome act. Right. And then when I hit, I hit, I got past that the comic strip, Caroline's and stand up New York all within like one month when I, when I started actually auditioning for other places. And you, oh, wow, this is so interesting. It, I mean, it's because you work so hard that you But it's crazy. The, like, I mean, the, my relationship got really, really good with my family. More my father when um, I got the nightly show. And I was on that with Larry Wilmore. And now, it just, when like, was that? I was 20. Was, I remember it. 324 when that happened. Oh, that was that long ago? Yeah. 
That's sh- uh, my mom passed when I was 26, and that was the last uh, year on that show. Oh so, my yeah, god! 24. So that both happened. I lost my mom. I lost the show, and I basically lost my dad too within the same year. What? Yeah, it was crazy. Your dad passed away no, also. No, he just stopped messing with me and my brothers. That all happened within the same year. Yeah. Okay. And I just like I, all I did was stand up. Like when that when that was <laughs> over, like I didn't want to, and I lost my agency. You lost your agency because you lost. The no, show? I lost my agency because I, they forgot that what I did. Like they wanted me to make. Like I made a television show. I made like a late night Jerry Springer. And it was mm-hmm. like, burr, 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 you are not the father. And then like, yeah. you are not the father dancers came out and danced next to the guy <laughs> that wasn't the father. And it was really funny. It was great. And at the end, comics came on and roasted the people. Oh, that, that's uh, very that funny. That were bad. Yeah. And um, it was deemed too mean. That's what they ended up telling me. Um, but I remember like it was. But after that the agency I was with at the time was like, we want you to make more television. We don't want you on the road. And I was like, you guys forgot why I'm here. Like my whole goal is to do stand up. Like that's why would any agency do that to a comedian? Because it doesn't bring in money for them the way I was I know, bringing in money. Such greedy making it, assholes. Like, how much money they made. And it's funny. You don't even realize like, and now don't, I have an agency now. And of my course management you're and doing that, incredible. And I, but it's just like, you just watch that. We're Pokemon cards at the end of the day. They're collecting us and trying to use us in the game. And I know. Um, it, it feels weird. And, but at the same time, like, I understand why they want it. They, they asked me to leave. And I did. Uh, I mean, they didn't ask me to leave as much as, like, I just went and signed with a booking agent. that I signed with Berkowitz. Yeah. I left and I was like, I'm going on the road. I'm going with Burke. And, and well, he's, I mean, that's, and they're people, like, you can't yeah. be with Burke and us. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm back to stand up. And I went back to stand up for two, three years before. I, and you were so young to do that, um, to make that decision. Like, yeah. And at that point I was financially on my own. I have always basically been financially on my own, um, which is cool. Like I always like that. Like every dollar I have in my bank account is mine. That I made it doing stand up, which is really cool. Um, so well, let's go back to the year that you had all that loss because I find that so fascinating. Because I, oh, I've had a very tough time too. Yeah, in the past. I know. I know. I know. You know certain Everything things. Everything with your daughter and and, and just my st- stepsister died yeah. and my stepfather died. Oh my god, it's just been a lot, and it's and it's been in a clump, like you were talking. Well, about. it was. Uh, yeah, it's really well. My mom actually comes from a bunch of sisters, and all of them like died of breast cancer one ovarian and so like it was always just is that how your mom so we kind of always thought that's like how mom would go and then mom had a heart attack on valentine's day and that was that was it just one heart attack never had one before that never had one after that that is unbelievable valentine's day i remember you telling me that that is do you remember where you were when you found that out yeah it was weird i was out with my brothers and we don't go out together we were all at a club together and I was and my brother got a phone call while we were sitting there, we're like sitting in a booth. My older brother, like I just saw his face. I was like, what's going on? It's like one o'clock in the morning. He's like, <gasps> he's like, dude, something's going on. Dad just called moms. And then I took off. We all jumped in yellow cabs all the way to Long Island Jewish. Oh, my God. And then they transferred her from like North Shore. Or I think, you know, I'm not sure if we ended up in North Shore or we ended up in Long Island Jewish, but. We had ended up me, my brothers, my dad, my uh, my aunt, and my uncle and my wife. 
and my brother's wife sitting there and then they showed up to tell us that she died with fucking security they brought security with the doctor why did they bring security i think did they think you guys i wonder if they, they think my you'd brother get is a big guy my dad's big guy i guess they just didn't know what the reaction was going to be of us but like it's something that always bothered me that i understand up, that they walked up with security to tell me my mom was dead i was like what the fuck is it's what is so this? detached to yeah. do that like it's really crazy yeah it was weird wild what did you feel at that? I mean, I know that sounds like such a crazy question, but I know certain things that have been said to me or shocking things that have happened. And I, what did you think? Like, I, I, I think I went into a full like manic, like mania in my own mind for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think the couple months after that, after, after that, the show, uh, the nightly show was still on and I'm not kidding you. Rory Albanese, Larry Wilmore, um, Everybody that was involved tried to take care of me. They're the incredible people. I could. Yeah, the best they could. But at the same time, like at the end of the day, I'm, it's, it's a job and that's not their job is to worry about me. So I was just doing my own thing at that point And I was kind of fuck everybody. You know, my mom was my biggest fan when I got uh, I remember I got uh, I, I didn't get new faces. I only auditioned for Jeff Singer one time. So and that's for the Montreal Comedy yeah, yeah, Festival yeah, but, for people who are listening. A very big deal and um, for comics. I said I'm not going to audition for him again because I murdered. I murdered that audition, and his thing was like, "Oh, he only uh, he." I've always seen him once, and I remember my mom would like just curse Jeff Singer's name, yeah. not even knowing who he was. Yeah, that's because, how my mom is. And then the next year, my, I told my mom, "I was like, I'm not going for New Face. I'm, I'm going for Variety Top Ten, and um, I got Variety Top Ten that year." And I brought my mom and my dad to JFL. Wow. Yeah, I showed up to JFL with mom and dad. I did that too. And it was just like, it was the coolest thing in the world. And probably like the last time we were all together in a like, in a proud situation, which was cool. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. And I, you know, when things like that happen, did you go through a period where you're like, I mean, I know it's crushing. I can't even, it's the worst thing that could happen and then you're like, did you go through a period where you were grateful, like anything could happen any day and you just have to live your life? Or do you feel like that more now? I feel like that more now. I yeah. think my child gave me a uh, purpose again yeah. um, for a while. I was kind of, I was feeling really numb for a long time. Um, I also needed to get a lot of shit straight in my life and yeah. like figure who I was. But at the same time, like I never, no, I never felt grateful. I was angry. I was angry with a lot of people. A lot of people that stood at that funeral and was like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, and your phone never rings. I was angry for a long time at those people. I know. I know. Because they're there, you mean like that's when people disappear. Yeah. I know. I've thought about that a lot. I was thinking about the owner of the stand. Yes. I literally was just thinking about this today. There was a horrible situation with the owner of the stand comedy club and everyone was really present and there and I was thinking it was just the holiday season I'm wondering if people are checking in with them at yeah. all because it's so but that's the thing I think and and this is why like I always reach out to people and people are like why is Ricky being but it's like not saying anything at all is worse than saying the wrong thing I agree because like I think a lot of people get lost in mourning and lost in who they are and what they but like they still want some contact and I felt like a lot of people in my life kind of just 
we're like we don't know what to say to ricky we don't know how to mm. deal with him so we're just not going to say especially anything at all. guys yeah don't you think yeah i mean i think that my group of friends and the people that i have in my life and you've met my buddy matt that li- works and lives in vegas yes like, he's they're, great they're, there's some people that you have great friends i met some of them they yeah were really my friends cool are guys. really awesome amazing guys and uh him for one he flew in the day he found out it happened he flew in and stayed with me and stayed in my home so like I'm very lu- I do have a group of guys that aren't afraid to be like emotional mm-hmm. or say I love you or like let me know that I'm not alone. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, and you're going to help a lot of people by I hate this but it's really true by going through what you've been through because you're a warrior. Like you fought you didn't Well, it's just like I think uh, and what I try to do the most is like, you know, there's been a lot of deaths this year in stand up. Uh, I know. Kevin Barnett was the one that really took the wind out of me for a bit this year. And but like my thing is always being like, hey, when you have nobody to call, when that phone is silent, you can always call me like telling somebody that is so much more than like sending flowers or mm-hmm. any like anything in the world like that right there is i think the best thing you can do for people in those moments right so when you went through this with your mom and then you were working at the daily show and then you all of a sudden found out that was ending i mean not the daily show the, the nightly, nightly show yeah, yeah. you found out that was just ending one day like soon after well i mean we we knew where it was headed there was definitely a feeling in the air I remember that because I was on around that time. and it was... Yeah, and it was just like you felt it. People were working differently. And uh, I got a call that it was like all hands on deck meeting. And I was like, oh, this is it. It was so funny. I still remember the picture. There was like they made us they brought us in. They told us we didn't have a job after next week, but we had to do the week of shows. Oh, gosh. OK. OK, so they do that. On top of that, they go, hey, uh, cast and crew, come down and take a picture. So I was like, yo, I'm not smiling. <laughs> like, you guys just told me yeah, I lost my fate. job. I'm not smiling. And then on top of it, I was booked at Comedy Works in Denver uh, that weekend. So I was already leaving before that. So I wasn't even on the last episode of Nightly. Right. Like, I was just like, I got to get back to work. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Peace. And um, it was a tough time because, like, I remember when that show was coming out, like the press around it and the rest of that, it was supposed to be like, it was supposed to be the jam and it did not jam, but it was cool to watch television be made fast. Like Mm -hmm. that was daily. Like that was the coolest thing about it was if you had a bad show, you have tomorrow. Like it was really fun. Yeah. That's a good thing when you can do a daily show. And, And you learn how to write fast. You learn how to write fast. You learn how to pitch fast. You learn how to, so like that was, I take from that. I love Larry for giving me that opportunity, but um, yeah, it just wasn't the best place for me either. It to be on that show, to yeah. be in that environment. Yeah. In what way? I don't know. I got in trouble a few times on that show, and I was still pretty young, so I didn't really understand uh, how to deal with certain situations. I didn't understand. I was on the front page of Reddit for three days. As for a, what? Being a science denier. Against Bill Nye, the science guy. I don't remember that. Yeah, I told the Bill came on the show acting excited about water on Mars, <laughs> and I was Straight. like, I was like, dog, like Iraq's killing, uh, 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 ISIS is killing it, and then Trump's first in the polls. I can't get excited about Earth. 
<laughs> why the fuck am I going to get excited about Mars? And they turned it into like this whole thing. You and never like, know when something's going to happen. And it's that was scary. the thing. I was sitting there being like, this is what you're mad about. Yeah, like, like there's people dying everywhere. <clears throat> what are, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And then I went up against uh, Penn, I guess. Which one's the gun one? Oh, yeah. I did Penn's podcast. He's. While we were in Vegas, you did. Yeah, that podcast. was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's so a gun up, guy. I know. And, um, yeah, I went head to head with him Pen. and I was just like, dude, like, and he was like, this, 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 this. I was like, yeah, but you catch a bullet in your teeth during your act. Not all <laughs> of us can do that during mass shootings. And like, it's just like, that would be amazing during mass shootings. Just, if everyone just, just can catch them. Yeah. Around with the bullet in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you can catch all of them in your teeth. So, uh, yeah, but I felt like sometimes that was kind of my job on that show was to take, Oh, and the other yes. one I got in a lot of trouble for, uh, I got called Islamophobic for remember that you didn't kid? like hummus. Nah, no. I don't either. I love hummus. It's bad yogurt. It goes in fast too. Um, that uh, remember that kid that showed up to school with like a clock and a suitcase. And yes. Yeah. So Where was that? Who cares? It was. I think it was like in South Carolina. Yeah, probably. But anyway, they put the kid in handcuffs, which I said that was the wrong thing. What I said they did right was look into the matter of a kid with a beeping suitcase in the school. I'm, I was saying if I showed up to pick up my kid from school and there was a kid hanging out there with something that looked like wires hanging out of a briefcase, I would have been like, yo, no one checked this out all day. Right. No one asked the question. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Ice T. Oh, he's from. he's a loony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, his he, name is Ice T. Yeah. And he started yelling at me. And it was just like, and so like, I felt like a lot of the times I was there. <laughs> I too. can't believe Ice T. That's actually really cool that Ice T yelled at you. Well, not really, because the next week I was opening for Chappelle at Shoreline Amphitheater, 20,000 people. Holy and Ice T was standing backstage with all of his goons. So oh. now I'm just standing there. What a small yeah, world. Yeah. No, not a small. It was terrifying. Yeah. It was terrifying. That must be. So it's like, oh, he's now terrifying. You're, you're opening for twenty thousand, and there and you, you might get your ass tea. kicked backstage. Yeah. <laughs> so isn't Ice Tea with that really hot Coco. woman? Her name is Coco. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He went off on someone recently that they like commented about Coco. I mean, dude, you're fifty. Stop trying to fight people, dude. I know he scares the shit out of me. All rappers kind of do for me. Yeah, me too. Who's a rapper that doesn't scare? I'm trying to think if there's any that don't scare me. I really like Two Chains. He was funny, but at the same time, I can see him like I, 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 he's not somebody like I would want to piss off. Right. Well, again, Two Chains. Yeah, these names are pretty. <laughs> What would your name be if you were a rapper? I don't know. Mine would be Anxious Mess. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's like not. Jewy Jew. I don't know. I'd have to I think, think I about it. I think I would just keep it, it Ricky. <laughs> that's actually a great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse would be a good. Yeah, Jesse. Jesse Jew. I Jew. think, yeah, Jesse the Jew. Yeah, Jesse the Jew. I would get On the booked everywhere. And yeah. It already works. Could you imagine? Please welcome Jesse the Jew. Absolutely. Like yeah. And I would just go, ugh, 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 just complain. That's my whole rap. <laughs> I don't like this restaurant. I love rap. You do? Yeah. 
I like some, but I have bad anxiety. I mean, do you suffer more, do you think, from anxiety or, de- or depression? A little bit of both. Me too. A little bit so of both. So rap doesn't make you more anxious? No, rap actually gets me out of that and more into like, I feel like rappers like kind of live day to day with their like the way they move and the way they uh, operate. So yeah. I, I feel like I think so long term that when I start listening to the way these guys are living, it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that right now. Let's oh, so you're like listening that. more to the words. Yeah. Yeah. The music makes me a little nutty. Oh, yeah. Like when I'm anxious, I don't hear like. Oh, like, that's like all fr- I, I slam music as loud as really? I can. The more anxious I am. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, interesting. M- my green room is just music blasting to the point like I've been asked by like features like, hey, can you turn that down before I go on? Right, because they're having yeah. anxiety. <laughs> no, because they're on stage and they can hear my oh. rap music. <laughs> they're telling jokes and they hear, yeah. Yeah, I run around with a, I carry a speaker with me in my suitcase. That's so old school. Yeah. What do you do to deal with anxiety besides blast rap music? What other common things I, I, do you do? I mean... This is weird. I've never talked about this, but like I, I, I play a lot of like spa sounds in my house and I turn down all the blinds and like a very, 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 very dim light. And that, no, I like that. Um, I do that. I spend time, uh, with my wife when I'm really like, I find that really helps me because she's just like, she's very calming and very sensible. So it's like, oh, I'm so glad you have that, Ricky. I really am. She's a great person. I want to ask you about her, but you showed me a video right before we started of you saging the apartment. Yes. So that's why I wasn't (laughs) shocked by the spa sounds. I'm like, well, whatever. He sages apart. What made you sage your apartment? I don't know. Was that her idea? No, it was in Whole Foods and sort. Oh, you're not supposed to eat it? No, you just sage things and open the windows and let all the I need to go buy out. some. Yeah. Oh my god, I need barrels of sage. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done it before, but it was like New Year, and I was like, let's let's. Sage I know a lot home. of people who sage their apartment or their house. I uh I I I don't like believe in spirits. I do believe in energy. I do. Yeah, I do in, too. Like, yeah. I mean, I do believe what you put in, you get back. I don't know. I just I don't know why I did it, but. It just felt good. I have friends who've been doing it. My mother, her entire house, everywhere she's ever lived, is feng shuied. Really? To the point where it's fucking insane. Like, I'll be talking to her and I'll look up and there's like a little crystal hanging from the ceiling. I'm like, Mom, is that supposed to be there? And she's like, yeah, the feng shui person said that it'll bring positive energy to the foyer. I'm a, I don't... Whatever, it makes her feel better. As I get older, I find myself getting more like into like, yeah. the natural stuff that like, like I have terrible stomach. I have a terrible, terrible stomach from like nerves and anxiety. Yeah. And I've just learned that like every day I need to wake up and have ginger, lemon and uh, cayenne pepper shots. Like, I just I was talking to, about that. Yeah, That's I do it every so day. weird. You just said that. I'm laughing because I just was talking about that. I do it every single day and I do it. I, I, I have to have a routine and I have to like wake up and be happy with myself to get anything done. So like I keep to my routine and it works for me. Oh my God. Like that's, do you, do you nap? I'm not, my sleeping has probably been its worst in the last couple, like the last year than ever, but well, at you the have same a, time. a small child. I have a small child, but at the same time, like my wife m- makes it easy. It's just like, I just get so caught up up I here know. that it's just like, unless there's rain sounds going on, I'm not going to sleep. Do you ever do breathing stuff where you, seriously, where you deep breathe? 
deep in your nose and out through your mouth. Yeah, but that doesn't do it for me. Yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't. You know what helps with sleep besides a sledgehammer to your head? I'm not kidding. I know you'll be. This sounds so simple, but if it's a grateful list that you do A to Z in your head. Okay. I'm grateful for A. It doesn't even matter if it's apples. I swear it works. You'd be surprised. You don't even get through the alphabet. I try to do like counting stuff and things like that to calm it down. So where did you meet your wife? Because you talk about her like you are so into her. I mean, I know guys, whatever. I love my wife. But you genuinely are happy with her. Yeah, she's the coolest. Where Uh, did you meet her? I met her through Julio Gallerati. Okay. uh, And she showed up to a show. And that's how I met her. And you it were just like, she's simple. beautiful. She was beautiful. She was so fun. And she was excited about life. And like, just at that point in time, like life was very exciting. And I mean, we bent it through hell together. And she's just, she's Aww. a better person than anyone I know. And I, for no reason other than like, she just loves her life. She loves her child and she just loves what she does. And it's, it's, it makes me happy to watch her move. Oh my God. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm going to vomit. Thank you. <laughs> it's just most people don't have that. I mean, do you guys fight? Yeah, absolutely. We fight. Is but it like, f- like bad fights or no? Yeah. No. The I goal mean, is to just I dated get a Puerto Rican it. before her. No, right. the fights are not bad. Right. They're not violent. No. Yeah. Oh, my, my, my ex before her lived in the 125th Broadway Projects. Oh, boy. And uh, punched me in the head on my birthday in front of my family. Oh, wow. It was hilarious. What made her do that? You took like I an invited extra... another girlfriend to. Well, that... Birthday. that. <laughs> You're lucky she didn't stab you. Yeah, no, it, it was bad. Well, the weird part about her... that I met her at work, and I, was, I used to be a PA on a television show. Uh-huh. And at work, she dressed like a normal person. And then when we got out of work, she just started wearing goth clothing. And I was like, whoa, oh, whoa, that's whoa, a lot. whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, and it's I didn't okay, know that. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Because we always went out to like dinner after work and stuff. So she was dressed like a normal. And one day she showed up in like a cross shirt and black lipstick. I yeah, was like, like you were dressed in a nice <laughs> dress and now you're in a casket at a restaurant. I'm like, why are you in a casket? <laughs> it was definitely the weirdest situation I had been a part of. I mean, I, that's very, goth is, I get it, but it's, I don't, I don't I, get it at all. Yeah. I, well, can you be racist towards goth people? Yes. Yeah, is it called racist? I don't know. <laughs> are they racist? I don't, <laughs> well, there aren't they mostly white? I don't uh, think no, there's, no, 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 really? no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're saying she's Puerto Rican. Yeah. So there's all different ethnicities that are goth? Yeah. I sound like such an idiot right now. Absolutely. I, well, I went to an art school, and there was a few like black kids that were goth in that school. And sure. what did they wear those really high-level shoes? I picture them in those... Not really that like, as much bread as basket was, like, shoes. always the trench, the black trench coat. Yeah, that's, then, that's, like, that makes me feel safe. The long black. hair and right. the straightened long hair. They look like anime characters. Right, a lot of eye makeup. Yes. A lot of piercings. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All the fun stuff. What kind of music are they into? It's just screaming, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe my parents were goth. Yeah. 
<laughs> that would make so much more sense. How long were you with her? That one, I think, like eight months. Maybe. It's amazing you go through these relationships and then you end up because I. I you want to hear something crazy? Yeah, of course. I, I mean, don't it's, even know if I can. The crazier, the better. She actually did. Works, you kill someone? No, oh. she actually works at my management now. <gasps> As like, really? but in the New York office, I've never seen her. Uh, my managers in the L.A. Like, but I've. How never, did she like, get that job? No clue. No clue. That's a little weird when someone gets into our business that wasn't in it at all. Oh, I see it all the time when people break up and then it's like, oh, she does comedy now. Right, she books Caroline's. Like, yeah, what? exactly. It's like, it's so She worked weird. at an Arby's. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah, no. I guess once you bring somebody into the community, it's not really your... It's actually something uh, I got into a fight with a comedian with after me and her broke up was I was like, dude, I don't know what you're doing, but can't be walking around with her. And I just have like old New York mindset of how you treat a breakup and the rest of that. And like well, some well, of that's, these, com- that's some of these comics are of... scum. So it's I like... know they don't care. It's goth pussy. It's gussy. <laughs> Gussy's gross. <laughs> Did so... she dress goth when you were having sex? No, no. Yeah, I, I'm not a trap. I did not. I mean, I'm already dark and sad enough. I don't. I don't need, need that. Yeah, I no. need someone in a nice summer dress. Exactly. Yeah. Yellows. Somebody that likes breasts, their colors. The whole, yeah. Because I am one minute away from being hospitalized. Yeah. Same. Yeah. At you all d- times. Is your wife? She I, every every so time happy. I do a podcast, I'm like, I'm like, I listen back and I'm like, oh, I should be medicated. No, you sound pretty good on this. Okay, so far. Well, let's talk about <laughs> stuff that makes you want, like, your. I want you to look back and regret things. So, um, <laughs> no, you seem to be doing well. I'm serious. I am doing well. I'm very happy where I am with my career. And also, you seem to be doing, like, you're saging. Mentally, I've probably been in the best place, but I blame that on my child. I think my child I 100% know. gave me... Gave Aww. me a lot of clarity that I needed. What's his name? Leo. So cute. Yeah. He is so cute. He's beautiful. He's he a, really he's a is. He's a really good kid. He has this very full head of curly too. hair. He's really happy. He's, he's happy really... because he's around happy parents. Yeah. And we, and he's just, I mean, I have, right now, I mean, he's still very young. So, I mean, but it's just like. Letting him be a kid to the full extent is the coolest thing. There's oh. not a lot of stuff we say like no to unless it's going to be like danger. Right. To his life. So like just let him explore and be who he is is really cool. Did, were you freaked out to have a child? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I was freaking out. Yeah. But then I like looked at it and I'm like, <sighs> it came down to like, it's like my parents had three of us and couldn't afford one. Yeah. I was like, I can more than afford this child and he's going to be okay. And it's just a matter of me stepping up and being a better person than I was. Also, I mean, I've talked to other people about this on this podcast who are parents. It sounds like you're doing what I do where you're like doing things opposite than what you had and changing the cycle when I, and I, as a father. I honestly, but I want to say this and I don't want to like take that away from my, my parents um, and how they raised us is what, like, it wasn't great, but it was definitely better than how they were raised, mm-hmm. which is, like, frightening. I know. That's frightening to me. It's like... Both of them? Yeah. 
my mom lost her mom when she was like seven years old and had, wow. had, had like i think she had four sisters and my aunt barbara mary and maureen uh she had four sisters one one cousin that moved in and one boy and the guy and my grandfather raised them all by himself in oh. a house in queens yeah. wow never remarried until he was late late back in life i lived two doors over from that house isn't that incredible? We never know what people come from. I always say that. Like as a comic, I used to look out in the audience and be like, this person's not laughing. And then and I, finally I was like, how do I know what they're going through mm-hmm. or what they've mm-hmm. been through? I'm taking everything so personally. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we're, we have to be like half sociopaths to even do this job. So I know. it's like, it's like frightening. Um, how you like project all your feelings out on other people all the time. But I feel like that's what gets us through the day to day as comics. Yes. I mean, that's why I've said you're, you have to go through some shit to be a good comic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say for the most part. Yeah. Who are your favorite comics? Like old school. Uh, what like started me? Yeah. Like who do you love? When I was, when I was in like. My brother got me hooked on Conan, and then we used to watch half hours every really? every day. We came home from school, the half hours would be on. And then the last night's Daily Show would play. So one of the guys that murdered me, and I had to be like 12, 13 years old, was Nick Swartzen. Yeah, he's hysterical. And those first specials he I did were unbelievable. And then, of course, Dane Cook was huge around that time. So that was like, I had the album, I had all that stuff. But um, once I got in it, in it, of course, Burr, um, uh, somebody who I used to watch his half hour and then got to meet very early, Nick Griffin. Oh, he's one of the best writers of all I time. Know. Like, and he's just, someone where you're like, why is like a lot of people don't know who he is. He's brilliant. And then the first like comedy I actually remember watching where I got kicked out of the room because like how inappropriate it was, was Leguizamo. Yeah. And then I ended up getting to open for him all th- through his, uh, the, that last one man show. He wow. Did. Yeah. I saw one of his one-man shows, and I was blown away. How that man works is really amazing. Like, yeah. I'm not kidding you. Like, there was one time we went from, like, state to state, and on the train, by the time we got to the he just sat there typing the whole time. And then by the time we got to the show, he did, a, like, a whole different show. But uh, nowadays, I would say, like, I love Mulaney. Mulaney is yeah, awesome to too. watch. I've been getting to go on the road with him, which is just somebody that's just, like... It's unbelievable. He blows my mind. He's one of my favorites. Uh, know who's huge to me and an amazing man, rest in peace, Mike DiStefano. Oh, yeah. One of these guys that... It was funny. Mike DiStefano used to remind me of my father, but treated me how I wanted my father to treat me. That's incredible. And he I, died, I really understand He died that. March 6th, and my birthday's March 7th. I get that. When Mike died, it was really hard for me for a while. Like, uh, that was like the first person in comedy that passed away that like really affected me. That was one of the first that really affected me too. I I was close with him and, you know, he was sober for a while and just the way. The nicest guy in the world. But like at the same time said the nicest thing in the meanest tone. Like he was just the greatest. Yeah. Yeah, I felt very lucky to have the time I had with Mike. And that was the first person that like, 
I think he made me change the way I wrote. Mm-hmm. Like he made me want to write better and write more dangerously, I guess. Are you the kind of person that sits at a computer and writes jokes? No, you're like me. I just put it down in my cell phone as a note. And yeah, that's exactly what I do. And, um, but there will be times where I'm like, okay, I'm stuck. I haven't been able to write something. So I will be like, it's time to sit down mm -hmm. and write. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes that works for me. Sometimes it does not. Sometimes I'm just staring at a paper and I can't figure it. Um, but the other thing is also just like talking through it with a comics that I trust are funny and yeah that's important yeah. so you have this big group of comedy friends right yeah uh, uh, yeah sort of but you have guys that you started with that you're still friends with to this day and Pete Davidson and Jordan Rock me him we, we all started they're both together so good yeah I didn't know Jordan Rock was in that group with yeah you, but... me Jordan and Pete I love him yeah those were th those those were those guys are those are my brothers in this. Thing. Like those are the guys I trust a lot. It's so good to have that. It's so yeah. important. And then I also have like my group of fat baby guys that we ran that together for a long time. And those guys are awesome and all doing their own thing now. And it's, yeah. So I do have a solid group of people, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm very cautious about who I let myself be friends with in mm -hmm. this business time to time because I've s had it fuck me over a few times. Yeah, because you once you start having a lot of success, people get very weird. Well, people use use your uh, and I think all good comics are very honest, mm -hmm. um, and people will use that against you of like what they know and what how they view you. It's yeah. interesting. It's interesting. I recently like was somewhere and I had the feature tell me something about me that they heard from another comic and I was, and sh they told me who the comic was and I was like, yo, I've never even hung out with that person. So like, where do they get off even telling people about me, let alone. Yeah. But that's because you're so funny and you have success now. I'm telling you, they want to bring the, the, a lot of these people are not well <laughs> yeah. and they don't work <laughs> on themselves and they don't have a good relationship or a child or they're like really sick. Yeah. Seriously. I think we forget that. Yeah. I think we're all a little bit mentally imbalanced and to be around I'm all fine. That, yeah, no, you're great. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, <laughs> people act like we're not in competition. We're in competition. Oh, always. yeah. Like, I love you. You're very sweet to me, but me and you possibly will go head to head for something at one point. I'm going to fucking just, take you exactly, down. Exactly. And that's my move. I, t I look at this like I looked at sports when I was a kid. And like, I don't want you to be better than me. I don't want you to have a better set than me. I don't want the crowd to even think about you at the end of the show. I want them to think about me. <laughs> I love you. It's that's why you're a fucking killer. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, I don't I, know if I that's mentally it. okay to even say no, out it, loud. No, it's okay. Well, you want to be the best. That's what athletes say. They're not like, I hope this person plays better than well, I do. Well, that's the I thing. Mean, and like all my favorite athletes are the craziest of ones. Of course. Like Randy Moss, uh, Ocho Cinco. Like these are the people I loved yeah. watching growing up. But the guys that like started the most chaos. And it's, so it's like I take that same into, into, into work. I have a feeling you're like me this way. Do you leave like even if you're performing for 20,000 people and you kill, does that fill the hole? Like, do you feel like, oh, for, for, for maybe a few hours? Yeah. A few hours. But I, I, for me, really, honestly, being with my kids is what really is 100%. the only thing for me. I will say 
I feel like when it's like you do 20,000 people, you do this, you do that, you do that, and you're riding so high for so long, you have to be able to reel yourself back. I in know. And be like, oh boy, this is not reality. Mm-hmm. You are in, like, you need to like remember what's going. And it's like, that's a great way to um, like figure out. How, like and that's why I think my wife is amazing partner with me is like she's always able to like even when things are high even when things are low she can get me back into here that's so true you can't get too down about the lows because it always changes and always gets better if you stick in there and the highs are very temporary and the highs are very temporary and they bring on a lot of like money women all that so like that was one thing i love more than anything about like being married and like not worrying about women after shows or running around doing all that and like spending money in crazy weird ways like it's it's just but you're around that a lot see that that's really interesting to me because you are so good. I mean, stop with it. all the stuff with your parents, whatever. Like they did do they they did do a good job in the way that you're centered and you're you, now right. But you are around a lot of these people, these guys who do do that stuff with women and money, whether they're married or not. That doesn't fucking no, matter. No, no, not in this business. Which right? Is, yeah. So how do you keep yourself centered? I guess because you're in such a great relationship. I remember who I am. I speak a lot to my brothers. I speak a lot to uh, my older brothers, my best friends since we were were children. Uh I realize how lucky I am to have the relationships I do with the people I do. And especially like somebody like Judd Apatow. To have that man to be able to call and talk Uh, to. He's amazing. And he's so centered and so aware and and he consumes so much and yet he's able to put it into different like energies and way he I works know. it and it's 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 really incredible and so, leslie's like, incredible too I, I mean i've worked with her. leslie a lot i and she love is, her so much yeah, and she's, she's so sweet she's so sweet but just i think having people like that where you can be yourself be honest and um not be afraid um, to be honest or even creative like I've been around people mm-hmm. that are so creative you're just like I'm uncomfortable I, I know don't know it's but, crazy and, and, but like somebody like Judd is like no I want to hear it all I want to figure it out let's say and it's the perfect thing for me but it's just surrounding yourself with the right people well I think you're I'm I'm so proud of you oh thank you I really am thank you Jess listen you guys have to go see Ricky I know a lot of people that listen to this trust my opinion. I don't laugh hysterically at a lot of comics. I mean, that sounds horrible, but I really don't. And I'm I'm blown away by you. You you perform as if someone who's been doing it 25, 30 years. Thank you. That's very kind. I can't I mean, imagine. I just like, I, I, I will say this, Jess. It's like following people like you, watching people like you, like finding the good writers and like just taking a little bit of parts of them and making who you want to be and who you want to sound like making your sound and making your like it's i mean that's any comic that comes to me that's new and they're like what should i do i was like take your three favorite comics and try to try to try to mesh that together i'm not saying go up there copy them but i'm saying like take take the people that you think explain you the most yeah i agree with that i think that's a great point well, I, I think everyone, where can people follow you on social media? It's Ricky Velez on Instagram. It's Great. the only thing I have left. I'm trying to get rid of that too. But I know, it's horrible. But management won't allow me. Not I know. at this point. They're it's like, the not worst. right now. 
So uh, Ricky Velez, V-E-L-E-Z. And it's, uh, it's yeah, I have a bunch of shows. I'm always in the city. Um, this year is going to be busy, which I'm excited about. Um, we did a movie together this summer. Yes. Which was awesome. And it's coming out on Father's Day, right? I think what they said Father's Day weekend. That's what right? I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, What's in it June, called again? They don't have a name yet, but I it's the it new Judd Staten Apatow. I- yeah, I thought it was called uh, I think Staten they, Island. I don't know if they made that like official. But uh, yeah, this it's summer. It's really great. It's going to be great. And you're a star in it. It's fun. I get to do a lot of fun stuff. It's going to be a uh, great we time. We did a scene together mm-hmm. where I physically dragged mm-hmm. you around a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. It's very... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait. Well, I love you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much. I love you. Love you more.